Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. On today's show, the Hornets down but not out, and they get some help from some hurt hawks. Plus, we read your listener emails and get you prepped for the NBA postseason. We talk more Hornets before 9 a.m. than most people do in an entire day. You are locked on, Hornets. You are locked on, locked on, locked on Hornets. Your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Hornets on this Tuesday, the best Charlotte Hornets news and analysis in your podcast feed every day. Whenever you need it, you can subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. Just search Locked On Hornets. Today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at Frame Warehouse They've been in Charlotte for over 35 years. Visit framewarehouse.net to find a location near you and get the guaranteed best price on your next framing project. I'm Doug Branson, and per the Los Angeles Lakers, a transcript that said LeBron James referred to D'Angelo Russell as a special player was incorrect. He was actually referring to my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, David Walker. (laughs) Oh, LeBron, stop it. I'm bring, I'm, I was bringing that back, David, the little references that I used to make because uh, one, of oh. our, one of our listeners noticed that they were gone and oh. uh, wrote us a letter and said, bring those back. So, um, you know, listen, you give the people what they want. We've got, exactly. listener, we've got listener letters coming up a little bit later in the show. Plus, we're going to recap this big win against the Atlanta Hawks for the Charlotte Hornets. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, head over to iTunes and search Locked On and find podcasts on the NBA, the NFL, golf, fantasy sports. It's the fastest growing podcast network in the world. David, let's begin in Charlotte where the Hornets, they ain't done yet. Put away those lottery odds for now. The Hornets got a little light and they are going to let it shine. The Hawks were without Millsap. They were without Bazemore. And Charlotte takes advantage. They win 105-90. David, what did you see in this one? Well, it didn't start out that great, did it, Doug? I mean, were you getting nervous about that first time out? Was it like 8-1 to one, Hawks? And, I mean, really the whole first quarter was a little bit of a slow start for the Hornets. But there was that nice little run, uh, maybe about halfway through the first, into the second, was like a 27-6 to six run that, that, that really pushed them out to that lead. Yeah, I didn't get necessarily nervous, David, because and, and you can attest to this. You don't We've, get nervous. Well, you don't get nervous. Yeah, I have to listen, ice water in my veins. But <laughs> but I've seen this before. I've right. seen the Hornets get off to this kind of start, and I know Clifford has as well. He recognized it immediately, uh, you know, eight to one start for the Hawks, and he calls timeout and, and gets the guys settled. He, he referenced it after the game, uh, said that they didn't get off to the, you know, they basically were not ready to play. Uh, Clifford gets them ready, and they come out and they, and they play a lot better. So that was nice to that see. Was nice. And the bench yeah, played and, better, right? And, and, and well, the, and and so the Hawks were getting a lot of things easy early on. He called that quick timeout, 
and the Hornets tightened up a little bit uh, on defense, that is, and then started getting some some better shots. Didn't shoot well in that first quarter, but ended up shooting, I'm going to say it, I'm going to say scorching 50% for the game because this season that is that is certainly scorching for this team. But, yeah, I mean, it was nice to see that bench unit come out and uh, and provide some support for those starters who, you know, played well overall but didn't have a didn't have a huge monster game from anybody. I think the one thing I see in this box score is that the the team was really sharing the basketball well. Twenty eight mm-hmm. assists on the game. Uh, Kimball Walker led the way with sixteen field goal attempts, but um, Kaminsky had eleven. Marvin Williams had ten, but he was five of ten. MKG four of eight. Nicholas Batum yep. five of eight. So yep. everyone sharing the basketball and everyone moving the basketball and finding the open guy. I think the offense played really well. But I want to get back to this bench play, and I have to mention. Uh, mm-hmm. The player that we did a profile on on mm-hmm. Monday, Briante Weber. If yes. you missed that, if you haven't listened to that story, um, please do. It, it, we got some inside access to the team and uh, got to talk to Briante Weber a couple of times, get to know him. Uh, he had eight points, three steals. Again, coming in and giving them that tenacious defense that they love, plus 17 for the game. Part of a bench unit that really, I thought, summoned the spirit, the power of the oh. bench force one that uh, fans were used to seeing last season. Jeremy Lamb was hitting timely three-point shots. He created his own shot when they needed him to. Uh, Marco Bellinelli still struggling with his shot a bit, but he made a few yeah. plays, moved the ball well, and got to the free throw line. I thought he found a way to make an impact in this game despite not shooting well. Man, Briante, I mean, he really has breathed new life into that bench unit. I mean, I just don't think you can emphasize that enough. They needed a shakeup. There was nothing on this bench, especially when all these injuries started happening. There was no one on that bench that could really give him a shot in the arm. And he's done that, Doug. I mean, you, you can't deny that by when you're watching this team now. And there was a little question going around on um, at the Hive Slack, like, minutes. Uh, I think the over-under was like 12 and a half, the question was posed. I mean, it's it's – undeniable now to me that he's the backup point guard for this team. He's going to get a majority of those minutes. He's getting all those minutes. Well, I think what what you like out of Briante is that he so he plays 18 and a half minutes in this one, four or five from the field, eight points, three steals. So he makes an impact with 18 minutes. But four in the rebounds. previous four rebounds, but in the previous game, he played against um the Wizards. He only gets 13 minutes, but he still makes an impact on the defensive yep. end. Doesn't give many points, but he shuts Brandon Jennings down. And that's why he has been such a lift to this bench unit because it doesn't matter the minutes that he plays. It doesn't matter if he's getting his offense. And that's been a problem for the Hornets. If players have kind of gotten into their own heads or been searching for their offense, and if it doesn't come, then they let they let it go on the defensive end. That's not a problem with Weber. No. No, no, no. And 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 one thing you said uh, last week was like, you know, he's not solving all of the issues, right? I mean, he's not no. all of a sudden coming in and the bench unit is moving the ball around and it's easy shots and everything's going well. But on the defensive side of the ball, he's providing that energy. Like I said, he's providing, uh, you know, a shot in the arm for the, for the team. And I just think it makes such a big difference. Now, is it going to make a difference in the long run for this uh, season? We'll see. But I think you had to try it, and you had Kimball Walker talking about him uh, before the game last night, just his his energy and his attitude. I mean, sometimes you just need something to you know something new in the mix, and, and they really found something in Briante Weber. I mean, it's no secret he's he's been a, as you profiled uh, yesterday. He's been up and down. You know, a lot of people have liked him. If they would have let him go, 
you know, if that second 10 day would have run out, it feels like he probably would have been picked up. He certainly would have had some suitors. So you have to feel good that they signed him. And I mean, moving forward, Doug, doesn't it feel like they're going to at least take a good hard look at him for next year? Oh, absolutely. So it yeah. appears that deal next year not going to be guaranteed, but you better believe he is going to be fighting uh, in summer league and over training camp uh, to submit oh, his league. place. How much more excited? <clears throat> sorry, how much more excited are you for summer league right now? Oh, extra, extremely. I'm just extremely. excited. I'm just excited <laughs> for it to be summer. Hey, I like what you said. Something new in the mix. Sometimes you need to mix it up. Sometimes you need something new. Sometimes you need to redecorate. Sometimes you need to put something new on your wall. And if you decide to do that. You got to talk to our friends at Frame Warehouse. If you have a poster, maybe a jersey, something cool that you want to put on your wall, you've been waiting to get framed. Don't wait any longer. Talk to our friends at Frame Warehouse. We're proud to partner up with Frame Warehouse because they've been family owned right here in the heart of Charlotte for over 35 years, and they have the guaranteed best price on every framing project. At Frame Warehouse, you can frame almost anything next for next to nothing. If you can think of it, you can get it framed. Sports memorabilia, posters for your office, maybe your kid's bedroom, some jerseys. They'll even cube up that signed football helmet you have laying around the house. Don't let your prized possessions go undisplayed. Talk to our friends at Frame Warehouse. They are a Charlotte institution, and they're going to take care of you. Uh, They have six locations in Charlotte. Go to framewarehouse.net today and find the one near you. And, of course, when you get there, tell them Locked on Hornets sent you and give them a Go Hornets, Go America, Let's Swarm Charlotte. All right, back to this game. Uh, I thought a big difference in the game for me was the response to Dwight Howard in the second half because uh, he basically went off in the first half, really dominated nine points and three offensive rebounds in the first half, only four points and zero offensive rebounds in the second half. Our man Justin Thomas asked Steve Clifford about what they did to change things up. Here's what he said. Uh, you know, just collapsed more. I mean, we had three, four guys in there. I mean, he's he's obviously he's a handful, and uh, he was getting like those deep seals in the paint. He's just so strong uh, that, uh, you know, it's hard. You know, it's hard. And I thought in the second half, it can't be one guy. And a lot of times it can't be two guys. So I thought in the second half, you know, we had three, four guys in there sometimes, and it was it was better. David, this was so major to me because when Cody Zeller went out of the game with foul trouble and Dwight was playing so well, it felt like that moment where the momentum was about to shift and the the Atlanta Hawks could have – basically ended the Hornets' season at that point, if if the Hornets allowed it to happen. Uh, but Cody Zeller does go to the bench with foul trouble. Kaminsky was struggling to keep Howard out of the post and off the boards because you heard Clifford there. Howard's so strong, and he kept his head about him in this game. And uh, Atlanta actually stuck Dwight Howard on MKG on defense to take away the advantage the Hornets would have with Kaminsky pulling him out to the three-point line. I thought it was a savvy move by Coach Bud. But in the third quarter, they subbed Kaminsky in for MKG and got the matchup they wanted with Dwight Howard. Frank knocked down the deep three on the pick-and-pop from Kemba. Then here's the key stretch, David. Beginning of the fourth quarter, Zeller on the bench with four fouls. Kaminsky versus Howard again without MKG on the floor. Kaminsky hits another three out of the horn set, again, pulling Dwight Howard where he is not comfortable guarding. Howard has no chance of recovering in that situation. And then Frank Kaminsky hangs tough on a one-on-one in the post with Howard. So he's playing good defense as well. 
And then the next possession, Kaminsky and Lamb in the pick and roll again. Lamb drives really deep, takes Howard with him. I thought he was never going to pass the ball, but he did. Passes it back out to Frank. Thabo Cephalosha switches on to him. Kaminsky shows, then goes, and then drops it off to Lamb past Howard for the layup. Kaminsky's fifth assist in the game at that point. He's playing with a ton of confidence and skill right now in the second half of this season, and you have to hand it to Clifford, who really, I thought, played some chess in this game in that second half, and it paid off big time. You know, I think sometimes people like to critique Clifford's rotations a little too much, but sure. he, he played. That was, a great, that was great gamesmanship by Steve Clifford. Yeah, 36 minutes for Frank. I mean, those are definitely starters' minutes. And so we wondered when everyone got healthy what that would look like. But you've got to like that. I mean, did you ever think that you would say, you know, they subbed in Frank to go directly at <laughs> Dwight Howard? And he had success, right? I mean, you mentioned a 5-11 from the field. Five assists, three boards, 14 points uh, from Frank Kaminsky. And the confidence has always been the thing that we've talked about. And you're right, you're starting to see it in the end of this season. It's really starting to pay off. But uh, that's that's just that's crazy <laughs> to me to think that that's you know can be a new advantage the Hornets can can uh, can use. Uh, in okay, frame, Frank. Right? And, no, Frank. Yeah, I think the big thing that and Clifford talked about this after the game with Frank has been him being hard on himself, getting in his own head, especially oh, about yeah. his shot. But you saw it in the game the other night where he started. 0 of 9 and was able to make a big impact in the fourth quarter to get that win over the Wizards. I mean, to me, that shows that he's climbing out of that. And once he gets fully healthy and gets this shoulder situation taken care of, yeah, I mean, I'm fully yeah. expecting Frank to be an impact player on this team now. And I couldn't, I, I wasn't ready to say that at the beginning of the season. Yeah, and it's interesting. I mean, the Hornets always get some guff for the draft picks, right? Not having um, the big get in the draft, but look at the way they built their team. And, and I mean, that's a different argument, the success overall success of the team, but look at the base and the core that they've been able to build through the draft. The guys they've drafted that are still here, that they're adding to, I mean, if Frank can be a solid impact player, like you said, then I think that's another successful, you know, that's a successful addition. I mean, you, you can argue the draft picks, uh, or the trade and the Godfather offer and all that stuff, but certainly would be a good sign for Frank to continue on and build off of this. You know, certainly second half of the season. All right, big win for the Charlotte Hornets, one hundred five to ninety over the Atlanta Hawks, a playoff team. They were without two starters, but the Hornets were yeah. up by as much as twenty three in this one. So hand it to them, and that's after twenty one second chance points for the Hawks. They they combated that by um, turning Atlanta over 18 times for 17 points. So the Hornets uh, playing well. So the question is now, David, what mm. now? The Hornets are 31-39. and 39. They're three games out of eighth place. They travel to Orlando on Wednesday. They host the Cavaliers on Friday. Who I didn't mention this on Monday's show. The Cavs got beat playing their big three by the Los Angeles Lakers. This team is mm. anything. They're, listen, they're going to be... The Cavaliers are going to be awesome in the playoffs. They're going to figure things out. But right now, at this point in the season, they are not—they <laughs> are not unbeatable. Um, so mm, they host the Cavs yeah. on Friday. Do the Hornets honestly have a shot to make this thing happen? Get to the playoffs. To, to, uh, to get to the playoffs. No, sure. to win the champ, to win the NBA championship. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> no, to get to the playoffs. Look, we we said we said it. Well, Ten and three. Now it's what nine and three. Can they do it? Yeah. 
I mean, it's three games right now, Doug. And look, tonight you've got, um, let's see who's going tonight. Chicago uh, and Toronto. The Bulls of the Raptors. Yep. The, right, the Heat versus the Suns mm-hmm. and the Pistons at the Nets. So, oh, and Milwaukee. Need, Milwaukee at Portland as well. Right. But you're going to need help. And then Wednesday night, the Pistons play the Bulls. So you're going to get some ground there if you can, you know, win in Orlando. You're going to make up a game there somewhere, right? So obviously they've got to keep winning and they need some of these other teams uh, to fall. But, you know, hey, it's three games. It's not going to be easy. Um, They do need some help. If they could steal one uh, from Cleveland, that would certainly go a long way. They're going to have to score, I think, to to win that game. If every team will rest or or have two injured starters, then they definitely – No, listen, they have two games against Milwaukee, so that's going to help. Having those head-to-head matchups against teams uh, remaining – Really going to help because uh, they can if they beat Miami later they will they will have the tiebreaker over Miami if they beat Milwaukee in those two contests they will have the tiebreaker over Milwaukee so they they, listen the math the thing is the math is there and we've got some tweets uh, maybe yesterday about talking about the playoffs why are we talking because listen I'm going to be honest it's going to be improbable they're going to have to make a run that we haven't seen this season. It will have to be uh, something uh, that is incredible, but it's certainly not impossible. And, and I tell you, one thing that I look at in this box score that gives me a little bit of hope that it could happen are these shooting numbers. Because even against Washington, they didn't shoot the basketball well. They're going, I mean, shots are going to have to go in. Nick Batum is going to have to shoot yeah. the basketball better. Kimball Walker has struggled to shoot the basketball over the yeah. past two or three games. That's going to have to improve. That's what I was saying. That's what I was going to ask you. Are you are you getting worried about? You're not worried about Kemba right now, right? No, I think he's. Looks, he's going to turn it on. We saw him slow down a little bit at the beginning of February as well. Before that All Star break, I think. You know, I think the fatigue may be a factor. Um, you know, listen, shooters. Uh, we heard it from. I believe I heard it from. I don't know if I played it on the show yesterday, but I heard it from uh, Adi Joseph on Locked On Hawks that you know wings. Guards traditionally, they, they're just not going to be, you know, except for the Hall of Fame superstars, are just not going to be consistent throughout an entire season. You're going to ebb and flow a little bit. He's, and what you hope is that you've built a team that can, you know, flow while he ebbs. And so far over the past two games, the Hornets have been able to do that and right. they're going to continue, you know, and, and I think Kim is going to get out of this very quickly. Yeah, I mean, it's only been three games. Uh, you know, had seven-point game uh, three games ago and then a couple of 16-point games. But you're right, they got by with winning in those two games, right? So that's all you can ask for. And then, of course, the rest of the month he's been uh, on fire. So he's been awesome. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think you're worried about, about Kimba either. But um, especially the Cleveland game, they're going to have to score in that game. Um, they're going to have to shoot well. But you kind of like next week, look, Doug. I mean, a, a Sunday matinee game against Phoenix, traditionally not the Hornets' strong suit, these weird tip-off times, but you're playing against a West Coast team 1 o'clock on the East Coast or, you know, a Western Conference team in Phoenix. You have to take advantage of that. And then you play Milwaukee and Denver at home uh, that same week. You, you've obviously got to hold serve at home and then do your best to get as many wins as you can everywhere else. All right, good stuff. Uh, you can let us know what you think on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, or of course visit lockedonhornets.com and click the contact link, and you can send us an email uh, via the website. Uh, let's go to some listener emails. This one from F and Nick. You remember F and yes. Nick from his amazing iTunes review, gentlemen. 
as the biggest proponent of your Hornets humor, I needed to come out of my hibernation after hearing that thick Batum. By the way, I got one of my buddies who listens to the show thought it was Vic Batum. It's actually no thick, thick Thick. Batum. I had to say no humor. Keep it professional. I hear Judge Judy is on every weekday at 3 o'clock p.m. if Thick Batum needs some entertainment more suited for their taste. Oh, that's a sick burn. Um, in fact, uh, I, have a re- I have a recommendation. Here was, here was the recommendation, David, that I uh, bring back the, the intro uh, th- that, I, that I did at the beginning of the year when I pulled out some random event. So there you go, Nick. I, I brought it back for you. Uh, but I do have a serious question. I have my first child due April 8th. Congratulations, F and Nick. Uh, don't know the gender yet. Either way, though, I-, I need them to stand out on the hardwood. I've got to figure out what skill to teach them. Will it be MKG shutdown defense, Marvin's old man hops? Uh, no, he wants us to give a suggestion. Mm. So any any suggestion of what skill maybe we should uh, help F and Nick out with his newborn child? Well, it's going to be tough to to teach, uh, the hops, I think that would be a difficult one. Um, I think if I have to pick one, it's going to be, uh, I think in the overall collection of the Hornets, the the cutting ability, right? The the ability to cut and move without the basketball. And it's not easy to teach Doug, but when it's going well, like it was last night, it's a beautiful thing to watch. And that's my favorite thing about this Hornets team this year. So that's a collective. Do you have an individual one? You you Teach teach them to like cut into the bathroom so that they can brush their teeth and get to bed already. Exactly. Brush your damn teeth. Um, no, I, here's my suggestion. Just feed them lots of yams. Just delicious, yeah. delicious yams. Okay. I hear they, okay. they uh, crush them up. They put them into the baby food. Delicious yams. That's, That's my suggestion. It. I'm not a father yet, though. I, I kind of have to defer to you on that one. Um, Coach Billy. I love and watch a ton of college hoops. Just my humble opinion. If we get lucky and move up, Josh Jackson of Kansas if they oh, stay well, where they are right now, you'll like this, David. Justin Jackson, University of North Carolina, or that's, that's interesting. Cindarius Thornwell from South Carolina, South Carolina. <laughs> Last season, la- here. Let me say this, Coach Billy, little humble brag here. Last season, I also wanted Malcolm Brogdon of Virginia. Coach Billy yeah, knows what and, he's talking uh, about. You and Justin. Oh, that was Coach Billy. Justin, that was Coach Billy. Of course, Justin. Apparently, have we run the tape back on that? Justin was claiming he was predicting. I don't Brogdon. have to. I don't have to. Uh, um, you know, so I was going to ask you about your tournament updates. I'm, I'm a little, I'm kind of sad now because I'm. We went against um, Malik Monk a little bit, not against him, but kind of talked about the downside of his game uh, last week, and then he did the thing that I think a lot of people have been looking for in that Wichita State game, like did other things besides scoring. His defense was pretty good. Well, I'm going to go and, out on a limb uh, and say he listens to the show. I have no proof. I have no proof, but that doesn't mean anything in this modern day. So I think they're going to have to get super lucky to get any of these guys we're talking about. Save maybe Bridges, right? I think Bridges or maybe, maybe Isaac. I don't know. He had, he had a pretty quiet game before he got knocked out too, but people are going to love Isaac. He's going to be top five. I mean, that's going Mm. to be, you know, if they fall in the lottery, get very, very lucky and, and drop into that top three. Mm. Mm. But yeah, I, yeah. I still I still love Bridges, uh, and we'll see. I, but I have a feeling it's going to be like Beasley and Maker, my my loves last year. They're they're going to rise. I think Bridges once once guys you know really get a close look at him and run him through some drills, people are going to get really excited about Bridges. But we'll see. We'll see who you know guys rise, guys fall. There's a lot of time between now 
and uh, the NBA draft. So this story, but we're, we're going to keep, uh, we're, we're working on them right now. Actually, I'm going to talk to someone from the Michigan State SB Nation blog uh, today or tomorrow about Miles Bridges. So we're going to be airing some of these uh, previews of these draft picks. So stay tuned for that. Final email here from J Dog J Money, Jason Gentleman. I like how everyone starts there. Gentleman. How did we earn that? I don't, I don't think we've earned that gentleman <laughs> title. Jason saying, seeing those cuts to the basket by Bree Weber tonight was a thing right. of beauty. Loved the energy. I don't care that Atlanta was shorthanded. It was nice that we did exactly what we should have done. Will be interesting to see how we close things out. I was in the mood to write my season retrospective the other night, but we'll hold off another week. Happy Tuesday. P.S. Please bring back the what's happening segment <laughs> or at least say the phrase. It goes to waste if I try to do it for other people. Yeah. That's a that's a very inside, that's a very inside this show kind of thing. What's happening? With Nick Denny. We gotta get we, we'll get we'll get Nick on the phone. We'll do it. Actually, you know, I'm yeah. doing we're doing these postseason primers, and I don't know why I didn't think to call it that, but there we go. We'll name it that. I've got one right now, David, in fact. Oh yeah? Yeah. Uh, okay. let me pull it, let me pull it up. So uh, this is what's happening around the NBA playoffs. They're they're gonna be here before you know it. And we're getting you ready over the next few weeks with the helps the helps the help of our friends. <laughs> Across the Locked On Podcast Network today, it's Locked On Celtics discussing what could be a key weakness in Boston's plan to knock off the Cleveland Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference. Take it away. Every once in a while, the Celtics, when they are bad, is they, they, what they do is they sit back and watch Isaiah try to create, and, and that's not good. As, as great as Isaiah Thomas has been, him going one-on-one and just trying to create with no other ball movement, with no cuts, with no picks, none of that stuff, that's just not effective. That's not his – it's not where he excels. What they – when they are going great and when Isaiah Thomas is really going in the fourth quarters is sometimes he's off the ball, the ball – he gives the ball up and gets it back. He drives and kicks. Other guys are involved. That's when things are going. When other guys pick up a basket here and there, you don't have to do much. You just doesn't have to be all Isaiah. Sounds very familiar, David, to yeah. another certain smaller point guard on another yeah. certain team that we talk a lot yeah. about. Got to have yeah. more guys involved than just Kimba Walker, and the Hornets, at least over the past couple of games, have been able to do that. The Celtics visit the Hornets on April 8th. David, final word on this on these past two games. Well, I was going to say, isn't it crazy, Doug? The divisional records uh, for this, you know, the Hornets in the Southeast Division, they're 9-3. and three. They and learned their lesson. By, that's by far the best uh, in the division. So, I mean, uh, there's some work to be done to make that matter, but uh, you, it's just one of those weird, quirky things. Hey, thanks for listening to Locked On Hornets. We're out of time here. And thanks to uh, all those great listener emails from uh, Jay Money to and Nick yes. to Coach Billy. Keep those coming and make sure. Listen, if you email us, we'll give you a nickname. Don't you worry. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on iTunes. While you're there, give us a five-star review. Help hardcore Hornets fans like yourself find this podcast. We're back again uh, tomorrow uh, with a preview of Wednesday night's game against Orlando. For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets! Go America! Let's swarm Charlotte! Like what you hear? Consider sharing this podcast with other Charlotte Hornets fans. 
The easiest way? Our new website, LockedOnHornets.com. There you can download the podcast, listen to our latest episodes, and check out Locked On Hornets live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best selling LED light bulbs. Our four pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long lasting 10 year LED bulbs now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.